Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back again. Dapper Dividends number 54, 54. Y'all going to learn Spanish if you want to or not. That's the only language I know other than English. And a funny thing, I was just about to put all-purpose glue stick on my lips. My daughter has some school supplies left out, and I just got home from work. Literally, it is 10.17 p.m., right now instead of going to bed i'm pumping out another podcast and uh, i got a little bit of chap a little bit of the chat lits they call them and i was gonna put some of this chapstick on my lips and i just looked and thought "Uh oh this is all-purpose glue stick <clears throat> not gonna do it crisis averted not gonna get glue on my lips and my daughter the one that left it when she was little she used to call chapstick chasmic so I always wanted to make a brand of Chasmic with her. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll do that someday. Nobody steal that. That's a business idea right there. Just got all kinds of ideas. So I did just get home. I had an overtime call late and I take it. So I get that money. Cash rules everything around me. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. That uh, I thought about making that the song of the show. I was singing that song to myself. And that's Wu-Tang Clan, Cream, C-R-E-A-M, Cash Rules Everything Around Me, dollar dollar bill, y'all. I remember that vividly, a cool black guy I was in the Navy with about my age, we served on board the USS John C. Stennis together. His name was James Long, and he was from St. Louis, Missouri, and he was a big fan of the Wu-Tang Clan, the Wu, the Rizza, the Giza. As he used to say, he was a big fan of Wu-Tang Clan. He liked Wu. He liked the Wu. I don't get it. I didn't understand it, but he was always playing it. And I always remember him saying, just walking around every day, dollar, dollar bill, y'all. So that's, that makes me smile because it reminds me of a time in my life that is long gone and it is not coming back, but I can relive it in my memories. And it's a happy memory being on the ship. I wouldn't want to go back there because that would mean I'd have to sacrifice and give up my kids, my family, and not going to do that. No way, no sir, no how we ain't going to do that. So we live in our memories. We have our memories. And as I tell you guys, you can learn from the past, but don't live there. You can also draw some good memories from the past, but don't live there. Make more good memories now because you're powerless to change the past. I lost a a good year and a half or so when I was longing for the past, wishing I did things different and it didn't, it was not good on my marriage, not good for me. And it took me a bit of time to realize that I am completely and utterly, uh, utterly, utterly, that's my accent, my utterly, utterly powerless to change the past and you can't change the past just learn from it don't live there take it from me i wish i could go back into the past and not get stuck in the past because the past is just past the future is not here yet and all we have is the here and now you cannot live anywhere but right in this very moment hear my words from the past because you are hearing this in the future to me right now. A little bit of time time travel there. My voice is doing to you 
So that's why I used to say whenever you are, wherever you are, thank you for listening. And that still stands. Thank you. I really do appreciate it for listening to this show. I actually didn't buy anything in the market today. I have been selling off my precious metals and a few other things around the house, little odds and ends. I'm trying to downsize, trying to teach my daughters the right thing. They like to add stuff. They like to collect and hold on to things. And I'm trying to teach them, we're trying to teach them, hold on to things that have meaning and importance. As I look at across the room and see my DVD complete collection of Pee Wee's Playhouse, which I have on OfferUp and Facebook Marketplace right now because, yeah, Pee Wee's Playhouse is such a, Pee Wee Herman, such a big part of my childhood and my wife's, and we're going to get rid of it because we can go on YouTube and watch that. I believe Netflix, maybe even, there's places we can go to see it. So, but nobody's buying these DVDs anymore. I don't even want to know how much I spent on those when I did. If I would have just bought shares of a company, I probably bought those 10 years ago. There you go. You can't change the past. What are you going to do right now? What are you going to do for your life to move the needle forward right now? Like me with those Pee Wee Herman DVDs, I can't go back in time and not buy them and put that money into a dividend paying stock instead. I have them right now. What will I do? I will probably end up taking eight, nine or $10 for the entire set. And I will use that as a discount on a dividend growth stock. So I'll cut that money into it, into the new stock. And that's how we do it. That's what I'm doing with the precious metals. I've been selling almost all of them all off. They're almost just about all gone. Uh, a couple through, a couple went through the first phase that didn't get bought. I lowered the price a little. They got bid on. When that ends in next week, they are going to go out. So I have money coming into my, it will be hitting my Schwab account tomorrow. So I definitely will have some buys by Friday. But here's the thing. My mother and my niece are coming in from Laramie, Wyoming. I'm going to spend the weekend with them on Thursday. And so on this Thursday, I'm going to record the podcast and I'm going to do a YouTube thing because I want to spend as much time as I can with my mother. I probably see her once every couple of years. And it's just, just the way things are. So we're going to have a hotel stay with them and we're going to go to the Brookfield Zoo probably go by the old neighborhood where where we used to live hit the old Berwyn hit the old beat town roll through the beat town roll through Berwyn like the Beastie Boys saying no sleep till Berwyn if you don't know it's no sleep till Brooklyn but all us Berwyn kids conveniently changed the Brooklyn to Berwyn and we didn't get any sleep till Berwyn. I didn't get sleep in Berwyn. And I need to go to sleep now. It's late. So without further ado, I'm going to tell you about a young co-worker that I'm training and working with today. Now, consequently and coincidentally <clears throat> enough, he served aboard the exact same aircraft carrier I did in the Navy. He got out a little less than a year ago. He was my hookup when I went in January with my family to the John C. Stennis in Virginia. He he still knew people on there. They got me on board. I got a tour. That was the first time I had been back on that ship 
since September of 19. No, I yes, since September of 1999. It had been exactly just over 20 years since I had set foot on the boat, and that was really cool for me. It felt smaller. I've I thought it was bigger, but it was very strange being on there with my wife and my children because when I left the John C. Stennis in September of 99, I was 21 years old. I didn't have a girlfriend. I had my whole life ahead of me. And it is just, take it from me, this life goes so damn quick. I cannot believe that I am closer to 43 than I am 42. I still remember getting out of the Navy and it's just, man, it's, it goes fast. So if you're listening to this, if you're hearing my words and you're young, prepare 10 years from now is not a long time. It may seem like an eternity, but boy, it is not that long. And as I was telling Trey, as I was working with him, he said, uh, he, he needs, he wants a little bit of a path. He's got a lot of questions. He was, he's very curious about dividend growth investing. And I gave him a bit of advice, talked with him today, told him that I would look at paying off debt. You know, he has some, like a lot of people, like a lot of young people, like the, your beloved, co, your beloved host here had a lot of debt. I had a truck that I did not need to buy. My grandfather co-signed for it. I made all the payments. I got a somewhat decent job when I got out of the Navy doing what I'm doing now at a different company though. I fell kind of ass backwards into what I'm doing. The Navy definitely did open up a door for me to get that interview. And because I had a great eval and a letter of recommendation from my division chief, they let me, they gave me a shot and it worked out. And then I went to another company, but I got my start because of the Navy. The military did open up a door for me. And what was I saying? Oh oh yeah, Trey. So I was young. I bought a truck. I bought a, it was a brand new 1999 Dodge Ram 4x4 quad cab. Expensive. I believe it was 20, brand new. It was about 23, 24,000. It had Somebody bought it, put about a thousand miles on it, if I remember right, and sold it back. And I bought the thing for 21,000, I believe. And that was the last time I've bought something that was as close to new. Now I will drive something until the wheels fall off. That's the way we do it around here. I hear somebody moving. It's my cat. He comes down here when I'm doing the show. So anyway, he distracted me, little bastard. And uh, yeah, so Trey is his name. He he had a he has a uh, some debt, from what I understand. And I told him, I gave him the disclaimer. I was like, this is not financial advice. I'm not a licensed financial advisor. You need to speak with a licensed fiduciary before you <laughs> whole spiel. Uh, as a joke, but not really because I don't want to be on the hook if uh, somebody makes some you know bad decision because of me which does dovetail into that being your decision, no matter what you do. It is ultimately your money and people can give you advice and opinions, but it is ultimately up to you. I told him there is, I actually gave him the Dave Ramsey baby steps. 
there's some issues I have with Dave Ramsey. They, I know that whole group and those people there, they preach no credit cards ever. You cut them up. I use my credit card like a checking account because I like all the free rewards. The hotel that we're staying at, I have a Hilton card. The hotel we're staying at with my mother this weekend, uh, just one night, we got two rooms, paid for it with points. Free rooms. What's better than free rooms? So I use the credit card like a checking account. As soon as I, I pay it off every day, actually, it's just, it's something I do. Every morning, I have a morning routine. I check my stocks. I pay off the credit card balance, no matter what it is. I collect the points. I want to make sure I don't have any interest charges. If it's paid off in full, then you don't get charged interest. I just get the points and we get to spend it on hotel rooms and things like that. And as I told Trey, it just, and this goes for you too. You have to have a plan. It is so absolutely necessary to have a plan no matter what it is, if you're trading penny stocks, if you're trading, I don't know, just doing options only. Uh, for myself, I found out that I'm not a good trader, that dividends fit me like a glove because I couldn't control the fear and greed. I'm terrible with it. I wanted to get rich quick. I still get bit by that bug. Believe me, when I hear of people that made a crap load of money in a day or two, I look at my dividends slowly but consistently growing and rolling in, growing and rolling. I say to myself, man, I don't know. I bet I could do that. But I know, I know myself better and I've learned the lesson about six times the hard way. <laughs> I, I know that I have the hardest time when I'm in a trade. Before I get in, I do what you're supposed to do. I set my, I know my entry. I set my stop loss and my target. And every time... I hit my target, I move it up a little more and a little more and a little more. I keep moving it up because I want more. Well, why stop for a dollar when I can go buck 25, two bucks, three? And then the same, then it starts falling and I never want to sell it because I have then the uh, fear kicks in where I'm afraid that if I sell it, well, I'm going to sell it here for a loss and then it's going to go up and then it goes down a little more. I'm like, okay, this has got to be the bottom. Now it's going to go up. Maybe I'll even add a little more. So I'm just afraid to sell and I know myself better. That's not something that I can control is my own thoughts and emotions in the market and dividends. It was like a, a warm blanket when I found it. it just, I felt home. It felt right. It's how you know when you're in love. It's that old feeling, you know, that special feeling you know when you're in love and it's a warm fuzzy and that hasn't gone away. It is exciting to me. What makes it even more exciting than watching the dividends come in is looking for something of value, something that's on sale and selling covered calls. I have goals in my in mind. That's why I'm buying one share of Pepsi a week. That's I love selling covered calls and I'm only doing it really on Altria and AT&T in both accounts. But it's cool. I am selling cash secured puts and covered calls. Makes it exciting for me. I like it. And whatever works for you, you need to have a plan that you can stick to. And I know because now I have thoroughly vetted and tested out my plan when the market crashed, my account was down big. And all I could think of was, I don't want to buy today because tomorrow I could buy cheaper. But I forced myself to do it. And then the market would drop. And, and I remember telling my wife, 
I can't believe I bought McDonald's at $160 yesterday and today it's $149. That's how fast things were dropping in a day. But and then I was I bought more, so I, I went a little heavy then. And I I didn't even think of selling. And my young coworker was asking me, so what happens if your share price goes down a lot? Like, don't you have to sell? Nobody, no, sir. No, I don't. I am only selling if the dividend is cut. Well, it depends on what it's cut for. Uh, well, like we saw Disney's dividend was cut. That's a iffy one. If the, if the thesis of myself buying, like I've told you, I think every time you buy something, you should write down two to three reasons why you bought it. And if one of those change, that's a big red flag. If two or all three change, I think it's time to get out because it's no longer sustaining the reason that you bought it for. And why are you holding it then? If it's no longer the reason you bought it for, it's time to get rid of it and move on. A lot of these companies I buy, my first and foremost reason is a safe and secure growing dividend. Way over yield. Yield is one of the last things that I look at. It's obviously a factor. If something's half a percent, that's not very good. I need to at least be pacing inflation. That's kind of my rule of thumb. I need to at least pace inflation with the yield. And it has to be growing at a good percent. There, so there's a lot that goes into it. I explained it in my book that I that I put out just last week. This week, I, last week. I'm confused. I'm tired, people. I'm so tired. <laughs> Have a plan. I stuck to it. The market crashed and I was perfectly fine. Seeing my account down thousands of dollars did not even phase me because I know that over the long run, it's going to come back up. It's going to, it always goes back up. It's not a problem. Didn't worry me. And I know now that it was like a reaffirmation. It was like a, a, a test of love. And we found we're perfect for each other. We went through a hard time myself in dividend growth investing and we came out even stronger together we're gonna we're gonna be in this for the long haul this is something again and he asked me when did you start doing this i had to tell him i flirted with it in 2016 and it just i wanted to get rich quick still i remember i bought a few shares of altria and at&t because i had done a little research I didn't have the community that I have now. I love the, love the community. I, I think I received one round of dividends from AT&T and I basically said, well, this is fantastic. Look, I got a whole 46 cents per share. Wow, I'll wait a whole nother 90 days and I get another 46 cents. Wow, I'm gonna be rich, sarcastically saying. And I just didn't, think about it hard enough. I wanted, I was too blind. I wanted quick, quick gains, big, quick gains. And you know what else comes with that? Big, quick losses. I got tired of losing. I, I made a bunch of stupid trades and losses and I just came back to dividend. It's, you know, dividend growth investing said, all right, well, you can get rich slow with me now, or you can leave and lose a bunch of money. And I'll be waiting right here for you. You can come back. I'll be waiting for you. And you'll be a little lighter in the pockets, but we can still make that money together. So I came back hat in hand, dividend growth investing took me back. And we are since about, oh, 
maybe the mid 2017, I really started getting heavy into the dividend growth investing. And we've been going strong ever since and our relationship has only been strengthened. We're growing, we're doing fine, we're gonna make it. And we're hoping for grandkids someday. (laughs) That's me and DGI. But yeah, so just make sure you have a plan and always ask yourself, what is the worst thing that I can think of happening? And if that happens, how do you think you would you would feel? How would you react? That, you know, there's times that if, if you're on the fence about selling or not, sell. That's, that's something that's a bit of advice that I was told once. And I think it stands. I think it rings true. But luckily... I'm never selling with the dividend growth stocks. That's what I love. That's what I told my guy today. I sleep easy. Oh no, the market crashed. You know what that tells me? The market is less expensive today than it was yesterday. I don't look at it as a bad thing as a dividend grows that dividend grows. <laughs> as a dividend growth investor, I have a completely different mindset and a mind shift. It's exactly the opposite. People are freaking out that the market crashed. It's down. It crashed 4%. I just hear them saying, hey, the the stock market is 4% less expensive than it was yesterday. Sweet. Let's go shopping. And that's what I'm hoping to do tomorrow. We had a little bit of a bumpy, volatile day today. Remember, volatility is also to the upside. But I had a bit, we had a bit of a volatile day today. And I'm banking and hoping and crossing my fingers. I'm sorry if you're a trader. Uh, and you need gains that the market goes down tomorrow so I can buy some stuff cheaper because it's just been going up and to the right, which is what the market does. And it just ties in. Anything I've learned in the past is not in vain. Yeah, I've made a lot of mistakes, but those mistakes have helped shape where I am right now. I won't say the future because my present. So almost don't not doing something your future is going to benefit from, but your your next present moment, I guess. Nah, f- we'll go with future. It's it's a weird thing to say and think that because there is no future. You can never ever be in the future because the f- the future is always in the future. Just wherever you are, wherever you are as a, a thinking, cognizant, sentient being is the present. You can never be in the future. You can never be in the past. You can only be in the present. Remember that. It's so important. Last funny story, we were going to break and and take a lunch break. And he said, do you want me to run out and get you some food? I told him, no, I got my food. I pack it. And he said, oh, okay, you bring a lunch. Yes, I do. I told him it's probably been about five years since I've left and gotten food, paid for food from somewhere else. Very, very rarely do I ever do that. We cut back on eating as a family. We used to eat out a couple times every weekend. We really don't do that much. We, we'd rather make pizzas here, make food at home. I'm trying to teach the kids that when you go out to eat, you're paying for the building, for the, the rent. If they pay rent, you're paying for electricity, water, gas, the tables that are in there. You're paying for the food, the servers, the cook, the staff, the busboy. Heck, the the detergent that washes the dishes, that is all rolled into the cost of your bill, which is why I view eating out as entertainment and not a meal because 
somebody's cooking for you, which is awesome, but you're paying a premium for somebody to cook for you and to clean up your plates and bring you silverware, bring you water, whatever you want, wait on you hand and foot. It's nice, I like it, but only once in a while. And he was surprised. I guess he said he goes, he buys lunch almost every single day. And that blew my mind. I said, man, the money you're, you could be investing instead and paying toward your debts before you invest. As I told him too, I said, I would pay off my high interest debts. Yes, through the Dave Ramsey snowball. I like that. That's I, I've never used it, but I like the concept. Start with the, the smallest debt first. You're paying the minimums to all the other debts, but any extra money you can scrounge up anywhere you put toward that smallest debt to get it done, get it out of your life, as they say. That's that's that. We uh, we don't eat out. And I'm going to get to bed here, but I'm going to tell you about my song of the show. I will be right back. And I am back. I didn't leave. I didn't go anywhere. I just changed the music. Funny little inside baseball that we do around here we do around here it's me it's me but it sounds better when you talk about yourself like that as a we're a team here so the song of the show is i was just feeling it uh, i have suicidal tendencies how will i laugh tomorrow really good hardcore punk thrash metal uh, crossover band they call it crossover because they crossed over several different genres i am just a big fan of them they were dangerous back in the day. Suicidal tendencies, body count, uh, public enemy, groups like that. If you didn't live through it, it was just, it was not music. It was dangerous music and all the white kids love listening to it. Everyone in the suburbs that I knew or I was around listened to all that stuff. They all listen to public enemy. I think there was more white kids that listen to Public Enemy than black and Latino kids, quite honestly, the, the, from my experience. Mike Muir, the singer, fun guy. He was in, he's been in a few bands. Uh, Robert Trujillo, Metallica tie-in. He played bass for, they've had a lot of members. They've had a rotating cast of members in Suicidal Tendencies. But the singer, Mike Muir, has been the one constant in the band and they uh so I was, my wife texted me of something about my bluetooth anyway i'm wrapping up here and the guitar player i love guitar players maybe i should start doing guitar players i love one of my favorites i have how, can i really say one of my favorites when i have about 35 favorites but regardless one of my favorites rocky george Check out the video. I, I uploaded it to the Dapper Dividends podcast or to the Dapper Dividends playlist on YouTube. It'll be the one all the way at the bottom because the first one is Peter Murphy Cuts You Up. One of my all-time favorite songs to just dance to. I, I covered that on the first time I started sharing songs. Good show. We, um, good show. Sorry, I'm trying to read this text and I'm talking and thinking how tired I am. I'm going to go to bed. I just... Anyway, we're going to go to bed. We're going to get out of here. Check out the video. Good band. Reminds me of being in my friend Scott Wesolowski's house, listening to Suicidal Tendencies and Public Enemy. 
he didn't allow us to have, uh, sorry, can you hear my phone? Listen to this. Yeah, it just keeps, keeps talking. So we, uh, I don't know what's going on. Pardon, pardon me. I am connected to speakers or I don't know something. Anyway, this is my friend's basement, Scott Wesolowski. We were listening to music like this. His parents didn't care. My parents were very religious. So I had to listen to the public enemy music in my friend's houses, not in my house, because God and Jesus wouldn't allow it, or they didn't like it, I guess. They told me, if Jesus were here, would he be listening to public enemy? I guess not, but we don't know. And, uh, but I do know I did listen to it. I liked it. And we're going to end this abruptly, suddenly and abruptly, just like a true Dapper Dividends podcast should. I will talk to you guys. I I will talk to you on Friday, but be forewarned. I'm going to do the, I'm going to record the episode on Thursday, but I'm going to release it Friday, Friday evening. And that's the way we're going to do that. So let me know. Give me some comments. Follow me on Twitter at RustyRam78. You know, a lot of the expertise comes from the community, from you guys, from all you, all y'all, all y'all, from all y'all out there. Let me know what you think. Tell me anything you I really don't care. And if you have a YouTube, I could use it. Subscribe to me. I'm going to start mixing up my YouTube channel doing something just a little little bit different, a little bit of an evolution. Anyways, I love you guys. Thank you for listening. I will talk to you Friday.